Van Life. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life. Today, our very special guests are Nelson and Cole. They go by interview with the Trampire. How do you mm -hmm. say the Trampire? Trampire, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That was a mouthful. It's like vampire, but with the word tramp at the beginning of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're amazing people. We're so excited to jump right into this but before we jump right into it let's just talk about what's up and coming uh right after this podcast cast comes out on sunday monday we have a video coming out where it's just like craziness hectic we are in the most stressful situation that we've ever been in in van life in two and a half years which is a lot to say i mean our van life i feel like has been pretty epic and like beautiful and awesome and there's been very few occasions where we like felt like we were just gonna lose everything yeah so this is a very stressful and crazy situation that all goes down here in mexico so be sure to come and check out our YouTube channel. You're not going to want to miss this episode. It is nut bars. Yeah. Um, but so for some context for today's episode, Nelson's going to be doing most of the talking and his son Cole is going to chime in later in the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, Cole has Down syndrome and is 28 years old. He's an awesome guy. We love him so much. We do. Um, we do. He's so sweet. We uh, really enjoyed our time with them and swimming around the pool with them. And you're, you'll hear all about it in this interview with them. Yeah, for sure. But just in case you're wondering, it's going to be mostly Nelson talking, and Cole's going to chime in a little bit later in the conversation. All right, let's jump right into it. All right, so we were just talking about, like, COVID and everything that happened when, you know, it first went down. But you'd already been on the road for a long time at that point. One, over one year, but yeah. just about a year. Yeah, yeah. Not that long. Yeah. I mean, still, by a year, you have, like, your feet under you. You know, kind of... What yeah. you're doing. Where you're going to park, where to get water. You Pretty like, much. know all these but things. But in, in hindsight, stuff. I realized more about what I didn't know at one year. Yeah. But I was comfortable, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, like, what was the change that happened when when it kind of hit? And, like, what was the, what were the kind of the fears, I guess, that you had, like, rolling into it? COVID? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was this. So, we were, like I said, we were traveling with a big caravan of people. And it was like, we went to the RTR and the PARTR and Schoolypalooza. Um, Pre-everything. Pre-everything. Yeah. Yeah, the Schoolypalooza was right. There was rumblings of it happening by this point, by mm -hmm. early February, but the shit hadn't hit the fan, quote-unquote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so this group of me and upward of, I think, 16 people, but there was like a core group of like at least 10 of us that traveled for like three months together. Just die hard all the time. It was rad. Yeah. Um, and then when it hit, we all kind of... Some of us, some of them stuck together, and then uh, like half of us broke off. And the, the the woman I was dating, who's a good friend of mine, but like she she's like I gotta go home to like all the way across the country because no one knew what was gonna happen if states were gonna close and all this stuff. So it was a big shock to me, dude, because like I was really into this lady at the time, and like uh, we had a really good thing, but it was a healthy split. But I was like, all right, so this is fucked. My whole plan of going east is screwed. Yeah. Uh, me and me and this 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 uh, love affair we were having, we we had to part ways. Me and the buddies, we were all breaking off, and so I was like, that was the first time in a year and a half on the road that like uh, that I felt compassless, and I and I roll without compass. Like I don't, ha I definitely, I normally don't even have plans a month out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> definitely at that point in my travels, I didn't. And so that was the first time, I guess, I'm like, till Cole, I'm like, oh, well, I guess we should go back to, like, the Central Coast because we're at least familiar. And if they do close down, I know California like the back of my hand. So, like, right. like I guess we'll just go back to not, not anywhere we've ever lived before, but places we've traveled before. Something and, familiar. Yep. And so, uh, but I remember sitting there, like, on the coast for, like, a month, and it was pretty good, man. We were in Cayucas. Okay. And so we were, like, literally... 300 yards from the beach, uh, perfect little surf town. We could have bonfires at night. It was what most people call vacation, but dude, like to me, it felt super lonely because I was like, no one was around, you know what I mean? And even people like pulling up, how how likely are they to even say hello at this point? Yeah, no, no, it was kind of, you know, it was, but there was, there was some, you know, there was some interaction and yeah, no. stuff. And I had friends in San Luis Obispo, not too yeah. far, but again, when no one knew, like, well, it was like all, you know, 
no, we can't have visitors, Sweet. or like I can't visit you because we don't know, and yeah. you know I'm not that. There's no vaccines even. In yeah, but back like now. oh, I've like been around other was, people, and yeah, I can't yeah, see no, you no, and... you like we were like going there to like shelter in place, quote unquote, right on the streets, and uh, but you know when I think about it, man, our shelter in place. I had friends like my my or my niece, and she was in uh, Brooklyn, and and she was like with her husband and two kids in a fucking apartment for months. And they would like see where we're sheltering in place out on the beach having bonfires. Right. It looked like a million dollar view. Right, dude. So, um, but like it was the first time I was like, dude, like, we don't, like, this nope. feels really compassless. And before we were just wandering, and we'd only travel like maybe two hours a week. Yeah. But it was constantly in travel. And, uh, but man, it felt like really compassless. That's the mm-hmm. best way to say it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that was the biggest adjustment to COVID, believe it or not. Was just getting used to like uh, staying still and yeah. staying still without what I wanted around, without people. I like people, right? And so like, in the, it was like, yeah, it was like kind of isolation. Some of my friends out here dig isolation, but yeah. not me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So it was that was the biggest adjustment to COVID. Was believe it or not, the isolation. I, I, which probably doesn't sound that unique. There's probably a shitload of people who are like, yeah, no shit. Well, yeah, I mean, right? most people in, like, normal life, right? Right, still were going crazy They were isolation. going crazy because of isolation. Right. Like, they were being right. stuck, like, put in their house and, like, can't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, I, so- I would say the best part that we had is, like, that lasted, what, a month before you decided, you know, all right, we can move around and we can, mm-hmm. like, meet new people and chat again and do all this stuff. So that's really the biggest difference is a lot of people in like a normal house we had like a full year a year of that. Right, right. And like yeah. they're lucky to go to the park or whatever. Yeah. No, we straight up like we only lasted a couple of months sitting still. And then we just because I'm like, I don't know where else to go. So we, we heard about, uh, well, remember when um, the BLM protest started up. Yes. So we, we hightailed it up to Portland. And me and this guy on that little vessel we had. We're blocking streets for all the protests cool. for that whole thing for like we, we were up there for six weeks it was one of our longest stays ever wow like participating in that and it was awesome and so it was kind of cool because we were like all well cool man there's a shitload of people around yeah. and we we're like yeah. fully participating in all this stuff we were working with a motorcycle gang that was doing all that we closed all shit we closed five major bridges into portland to wow. get that protest in wow uh and yeah, it was. It was so you were saying you, you were working with a motorcycle gang, right? Yeah. And That's like normally when people story. hear like motorcycle gang, <laughs> they don't normally connect the two of like BLM and or you know motorcycle. Gang. Yeah, yeah. So, well, like you know, a lot of them were like uh, like queer motorcycle groups and mm-hmm. stuff like this, and like just any kind. Um, and we were on a Vespa, yeah. so we looked ridiculous with some of those cats. <laughs> but we were, you know. You're like, is this not a motorcycle? Yeah, we all, had, we all had our fake plates on, and nice. like, we are yeah, it was dope. Oh, well, yeah. you're all part of a greater chorus at, at that yeah. moment, you know, like, yeah. all trying to help out something that uh, just creates so, more equal opportunity for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it was a great movement, man. And it, and it was, it was, uh... It was just really interesting how it all timed, how they all the events played in, mm-hmm. and then the, how the next year followed up. It was really cool too. Mm-hmm. So, what was the hardest, uh, other than like the isolation from people, uh, when you started like moving around again? Did uh, things change about life on the road compared to that first year? Yeah, for sure, man. Like, I mean, do you remember prior to COVID? Any rest stop, well, not rest stop, but like let's say you're going down the one all the way from wherever, like Washington, all the way down to Southern California. Almost any dirt pull out on the coast, you'd see people that you could be. I'm that guy who would just knock on your door and be like, oh, hey, dude, you look like full timers. What's up, man? My name's Nelson. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden I would notice I'm at dirt pull outs. I don't see anybody. No. Like it was like literally, I would say, three quarters, there's probably, it was probably three quarters less nomadic people out there, period. Yeah. And three quarters of them went home. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely a lonelier, like you just didn't see people out like you used to. Yeah. Amazing. At least at, least at first. Amazing, yeah. Well, I feel like the next summer was madness. Yeah, yeah. Like the first summer mm-hmm. of COVID was like, we had the national parks to ourselves. Every single beach spot was like, we literally could just like pull in anywhere and be like, wow, we got the best parking spot. Yep. And then the next summer, it was like you were fighting elbows to, like, get a parking spot at the National Park. 
that had to get ticketed four weeks in advance because, you know, there was just so many people trying to get outside. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was cool, though, because all the events got really big. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, like the first School of Blues I went to, I think there was maybe 100 buses and fans. And then, like, you guys, I mean, like, last year and the year before were massive. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it made it cooler. I liked it better. Yeah. Yeah, I like them both. I like them both. Yeah, because they're both very different, right? Like the the actually we met Nelson and Coley Boy over at uh, Wolfpack Roundup, and that was like a event that was put on in like a month time. It was really short notice. That was their first one. Mm Yeah, yeah. Just Mm kind of threw it together. Super small. Super small, and it was very unique because it was like everybody. It was the first meetup after this all went down. Yeah. It was the first meetup that anybody ever went to after COVID happened. Yeah, yeah, it straight up was. Yeah, it was straight yeah. up was. Yeah. So it was <laughs> there was this moment of like everybody was looking forward to being part of this nomad community again and like looking for the people who are still out there at this moment. Yeah, yeah, that was actually really special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like even just seeing the people's faces glow up and like the type of community that was kind of there yeah. like, when we were all sitting around the campfire, it was really beautiful to see. I, it reminded me of, like, I, I wasn't ever at Woodstock, but it reminded me of, like, the feeling of Woodstock embodied. Yeah. Of, like, the love. And it was the, happy, dude. Yeah, it was super I happy. I remember when we were all showing up, like, everybody's, like, wearing masks for, like, an hour, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and then it was, like, but it was outdoors, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, do you remember, yeah, that was, that was the first event. And there was probably, like, 150 people or so there, yeah. I would say, and... Uh, nobody got sick from what I know. No, like, no. Uh, it was all outdoors. From the experience, yeah, it was yeah. all outdoors. It was a very uh, smart way of doing it, yeah, I feel yeah. like. You yeah, know? it was great. Uh, but yeah, it was incredible. Uh, it was amazing meeting you guys there. Yeah. Uh, where have you guys been since that moment? Like, uh, I'm sure you've been a bunch of different places. Yeah, like if you sliced America diagonally, mm-hmm. all of that, and now Mexico for the last almost four months. So mainly so in our west, four west east coast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which was which was where we were headed specifically on uh, when COVID hit. Okay. We were, we were our next. You know, we were literally going to hug the South all the way across to Florida, and then go up the East Coast. And because uh, I've, I've still never nomaded across the East Coast. Yeah. So, so you were like ready for a new challenge, dude. I and was then so you stoked. got stuck yeah. in the PNW for yep, a whole other year. Yeah. And I still year. haven't done the East Coast. Yeah. Um, which we're going to go to the South right now. But, um, so yeah, so after that, what I do, I zigzagged just back down the West Coast again. No, no, I take that back. I hung in the West Coast uh, up in the PNW for a couple months more. did Washington, Cascades, uh, Olympic, uh, the whole coastline. And then, um, yeah, it was a really great year, meeting a lot of great people. And yeah. then we went south again, did Palooza. Bought a bus, built that out in the desert with a, like, dude, the the build after Schooly Palooza when I bought, I bought the bus prior to Schooly Palooza, but then I sold my RV at Schooly Palooza, and then me, and then dude, we hatched this plan like no. at Schooly Palooza, like the last three days we were there, uh, and it ended up like, oh man, I think there yeah. was up to fifty vehicles that we all met up in, um, Lake Havasu, and we ended up having like a gathering. To build your bus. To build my bus, and we also worked on other people's buses, cool. too. Cool. And, but it literally was, it, it started with, like, no plan whatsoever. Just me and my buddy no. Shane and Kelsey were going to go out and build. And I started talking to the people around me, and it ended up being, I think at maximum, in this little valley, only us, was 50 vans, buses, and whatevers. Dang. Yeah, and it was dope. And we all, we were all out there for, like, six weeks together. Working. Yeah. Yeah. Working, playing, like, Yeah, having communally. a great time. Well, and it, it shows how, like, rad the community is. Yeah. The sense mm-hmm. of, like, everybody was willing to help build and help so each other build dope. and also just wanted to hang out, enjoy it, have a good time. Yeah. You know, it, it really was, like, a super embodiment of what the community really is. It totally was, dude. Yeah. It was incredible, in fact. Yeah. Looking back on it. And then after that, we, um, after that, we went up, uh... Through Utah, Colorado, um, you know, and then up through Missouri, Kansas, Missouri. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, we had great experiences in all these places. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we headed up to uh, Michigan, okay, the UP, and all that. And then through Minnesota, Wisconsin, and all that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then we cut across the top over to the PNW again. Mm -hmm. What's the story of like on the road, somebody who you came across randomly that like helped you out in a major way or like, you know, some random person that like, like made an act a... of kindness from a stranger. Yeah. Hmm. That's a lot of them, man. Um, to be blanking out on this one. Uh, <laughs> I should be this complete dick. He's like, oh, one time I helped this person. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, it's mostly the people I know. I'm thinking random. I mean, I see random acts of kindness everywhere all the time. In fact, it's marvelous, dude. Like, I think about, you know, people People are always like, oh, you know, dude, it's crazy out here. Like, Or like, you know, like in Portland, they're like all, whoa, you're in the middle of that shit show. It's crazy. And I'm like, it's not. It's really not. Yeah. And I think about all the millions of people mm. I pass. Like, you pass millions of people every year. Mm -hmm. Whether you know it or not. Yeah. Even if you don't catch eye contact with them. Sure. Going down the side of the road, walking through doors and restaurants or to the, you know, um, to the uh, grocery store. And, like, anybody could fucking club you in the face, <laughs> cross right. lanes in the opposite direction, run right into you. They could just run into the street where there's pedestrians. Sure. I mean, like, yeah. and nobody does it. Like, yeah. I, I, I've noticed, like, when I'm walking around, I'm like, we're all holding doors for each other. Like, and not everybody's in a great mood. Yeah. But I, I pass millions of strangers. I don't know if it's every month I pass millions, but, like, tens of thousands every month. Yeah. And nobody's clubbing anybody every, in the face. Everybody's, like, working <laughs> cohesively together. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one's running anybody over. We're all holding doors yeah. for each other. We're all saying what's up. Like, uh... So, no, it's amazing how humans work together. Like, I, I know, like, the news, like, people are always like, whoa, it's crazy. It's dangerous in Mexico. Or it's it's crazy. You can't go to Chicago. Are you kidding me? Chicago's fucking nuts. It wasn't, yeah. dude. It's, like, people are cool everywhere. It's yeah. almost like, you know, the bees, right? How they all work together. But then, like, a queen leaves and they all swarm. And it's, like, kind of chaotic in these moments. And then all of a sudden, they're, they go back to their hives. And like, everybody kind of starts working together again. And yeah, they, but like I'm saying, you pass yeah. people all the time and everybody's cool. Okay, but the biggest random act of, like... Oh, here's a great example. Okay, uh, this is an act of kindness, but it's kind of a really cool thing of how nomadic people work together. So, Schooly Palooza got a little off the rails this year, wow. right? Mm -hmm. We all met up at this new spot. It felt wrong, period. Yeah. And a lot of people were showing up. We're talking, by the time by the time the, the thing went off the rails, like, there must have already been at least a couple hundred vehicles there minimum, right? Uh, and then the rangers showed up. The BLMs or whoever it was showed up and go, nope, it's not happening here. And so, also, like, John and a few of the other guys, John. like, just start riding bike around, telling everybody. And it was spread out pretty far. Just start telling them, sorry, guys, we got to go. We're being moved. And we just all go, old place, same place. And, and literally, hundreds of buses and vans just start caravanning two hours away to a new spot. And ended up throwing, having this event called Schooly Palooza it's like it was kind of unofficial yeah yeah that was super yeah. fucking dope yeah yeah and, and it was literally no it was no warning no nothing and, and so so instead of everybody going like what the F dude why do I gotta pack up my shit I'm no. not doing it or whatever we all just like said okay and within two hours everybody was basically caravanning separately but all to this new yeah. location in a different state two hours away from California mm -hmm. back over to Arizona that's awesome. Super yeah. awesome, yeah. You said at the beginning no. that the original spot felt wrong to begin with. In my opinion. Why? Well, that was my fourth time going to Schooly Palooza, and, like, okay. it, it just wasn't... I, I know the dude who picked okay. it was doing the best he could, and he's a friend of mine and stuff, and he was doing the best he could. Trust me, it wasn't easy. But it was just spread out weird. There was just something in my gut that it didn't feel right. No one was jiving right with it. It just felt really difficult. Yeah. It, you know, sometimes it's just something doesn't feel right. Yeah. Oh, we know. And, I, and it felt stressful to everybody, I think. Mm -hmm. This is just, again, one man's opinion, dude. I'm not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I know the dude who they put a lot of responsibility on, and he was doing the absolute best he could. Mm -hmm. But it was just going to be tough, dude. And it was, you could just feel the stressful vibe of it. You know? And that's not what you want from no. like a nomad no. guy. No, and we're also in like, you know, 
being that like we've experienced it for three different years, I like know. we were looking forward to like yeah. that same old like really rad vibe that that kind of vibe of like that wolf pack where I met you guys at, where yeah. everybody's just having a good time. Yeah. There's really no problems. Like no yeah. one's no one's stressed, no one's worried, and if anyone is stressed, they got all the help they have that they could possibly ask for around them. Mm-hmm. And it was it it did it didn't feel anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a fucking struggle, even if you weren't struggling. Yeah. It was just weird and stressful. It's amazing how, like, certain places just have different energy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, we've driven into, like, forestry spots or whatever, and you just get, like, like the strangest yeah. vibe sometimes. Sometimes, like, something really bad happens. Dude, I agree, man. Like, I, and that, 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 this, the beginning of that event just had that vibe to it. Yeah. For, again, this is not an official statement. Like, this no, is just no. one dude's experience. Uh, but I know a lot of people who felt the same way. Mm-hmm. But that was just my experience. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. but it all worked out mm-hmm. rad. Yeah. And dude, a lot of people could have been real, like, pissy about it. and yeah. But both to the authorities or why did we end up here or why do we have to leave? Mm-hmm. And, and nobody did. Everybody just literally packed up 200 homes within two hours and moved... Two, yeah, two, two hours. hours. At least two hours away. Yeah. Without a complaint. That's awesome. And it turned out to be a really, really rad event. So I, I feel can't. like there was another moment where everybody was helping everybody because everybody got stuck in the sand no. or whatever that at the second a, spot. No, no, I think that was um, Bend. Uh, Descend, Descend on, on Bend. bend. Uh, <laughs> different event. Different event. Descend yeah. on Bend was dope, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That was but like, were you there when time. everybody got stuck in the and like everybody, like all the vans were getting stuck and they had to get like pulled out? I and, think like, that was throughout the whole weekend, right? Oh yeah, throughout the whole weekend, there was <laughs> yeah. people getting yeah. stuck everywhere. I lucked out. I was like one of the first like ten vehicles in because they they asked me to be the backstage for the actual cool. concert. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so I, when we got in, there was a lot of like. In that valley, I heard a lot of people getting stuck, but we were right up behind stage. Yeah. Uh, I missed a lot of that, but there were a lot of people out there busting their ass, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. I missed it all. Because, I yeah. mean, there had to be 500-plus vehicles out there, I At feel At least? Like. Yeah. I think there was, like, 3,000 people there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Six, if, if there's 600 or even 750 I would have guessed, like, 1,000 vehicles yeah. at yeah. least. Do you, you know? plan your travels kind of around these events? Uh, it depends. Um, there's been, I would say at least one year, maybe a year and a half of the, of the three and a half I've been on the road or over three and a half. Um, yeah, about a year and a half it. Cause we kind of loosely based. It'd be like, oh, okay. So there's like a six month gap. So yeah, I would, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. And then, uh, the first year I didn't even know these events a existed or I remember thinking, I remember hearing something about people caravanning and thinking it was the fucking craziest idea I'd ever heard of. Why? Like, it sounded so whack to me. Because, I don't know, it was just me and him traveling. We were completely, uh, like, directionless. Uh-huh. And we dug it that way. And uh, and I thought, and I never had to, like, share um, feelings, yeah. opinions, or... Uh, like, or route choices. Routes. And, and I'd never done this. And I remember people like saying, "Oh yeah, there's like you can like go online and find groups of people who want a caravan together." And I'm like, "That's fucking crazy." Yeah. And then we went to the RTR and the PARTR in Scalapalooza and ended up caravan with people for three months, and it was so rad. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, you have to find the right people. Of course. 100%. But once you do find the right people, it's so cool. Like. You, 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 they, you, we, we would end up like group consciousing yeah. and just be like, oh, so we've been here for four days. Where do you guys want to go next? And like, everybody throw like an idea at the, at the fire and one idea just would win. Whoever said like, you know, whoever got the most agreements on it, yeah. that we go and, and we'd go areas that I never would have dreamed of. Like, you know, with my own mind, I wouldn't have made it to. Yeah. So. Well, what I find interesting is like what you said with that, like collective conscious, yeah. when you're at these events, you kind of pull into the people that you're kind of collectively like sure. on the same wavelength with. So then you wind up caravanning with just like the right people for you, I feel like. Yep. I tell people all the time, like when they're new on the road, like let's say they're just building and they're you know talking to me and stuff. And I go, dude, my, my advice is number one, like uh, go to the next event if you're new on the road. Because A, you're going to meet so many people that you'll get connected with people all over the United States. 
And I said, and then I promise you, like, unless, if you're willing to put out your hand and say hi to people, yeah. like, you're going to end up with a tribe of some sort, mm-hmm. at least a few like-minded vehicles yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. no matter no matter what mm-hmm. ideas you have, like, you'll find someone who thinks mm-hmm. like you, or thinks enough like you, or mm-hmm. thinks like you mm-hmm. want to think, mm-hmm. or vice versa, whatever. And when you said you guys are traveling together, you're talking about your son, Coley Boy. Yep, yep. And Coley so tell boy. us more about Cole. Cole is my dude. He is my son. He's been, uh, he just turned 28 this year, and he's a, he's a, uh, little down syndrome dude and he's been with me all 28 years and uh you have to go to the bathroom all right bathroom breaks over yeah let's talk more about coley boy okay so yeah yeah so coley boy um uh pretty normal life for a dude with down syndrome did schooling for like 20 years and uh day programs stuff like that good future ahead of him and then at 20 he had a well, late 20 he had a um a massive stroke. He lost his carotid artery on the right-hand side and uh, uh, stroked like half his brain. Mm. And they couldn't open it. So it was a life. It was a life and death thing. It wasn't something he was supposed to survive, medically speaking, or they expect they didn't expect him to. Uh, after a couple of years of recovery and a lot of medical uh, difficulties, to say the least, um, he needed like like they wanted to put him basically in a skilled living care facility. Um, and this was early on. He was in a lot worse shape too than what we see today. But he. Uh, but bottom line, it was it was a it was a catastrophic event. He, like he couldn't swallow, he couldn't walk, he couldn't talk. Uh, you name it. Like he was, you know, it was very bad. So after getting him stabilized medically uh, to the point he is today, uh, he still did need full time care. So at that time, I closed down my business and. Um, and at that time, I was like, what are we going to do? Sit around an apartment, man? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I started, uh, we just started traveling up and down the coast together. and In like a in truck? A van. In a van. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's too, too small to live in. But like, we would just go and we'd be gone for like seven days without a plan. And we'd be gone for 14 days. And we were gone for like 25 days. So it continuously got longer and longer. Right. Where I was like all, dude, and 25 days seemed like a really long time at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, but then I remember thinking at 25 days, I'm like, damn, I'm ready to go back. And like, what would we go back for anyways? Yeah. Right. And so at that point I started talking to his like neurologist and cardiologist and regular doctor. And like, and I was like, say, man, you know, like if I could take him out on the road, you know, like, we can check his pacemaker from the roads. So like, is he medically stable? Is this safe enough to do? And they were like, should be. Yeah. So we bought it. We bought a 31-foot rig, and we started traveling, and we never stopped. Yeah, and what I find super interesting about it is, like, we had this chat by the pool yesterday that he was very highly functioning Down syndrome. He was, uh, like... Medium. Medium, go- but way more than that. Yeah, like, almost, like, gold medal standard oh, yeah. swimming, right? No, he, was he, super, was, he was an excellent swimmer. Yeah. Uh, but on all the other spectrums, I would say middle of the road, like, uh-huh. yeah, which is... Weight, which is high. Yeah, yeah. Like especially compared to any Downs guy, like who's like maybe forty-five. You yeah. know what I mean? But there are some young guys now with Downs okay. that are like nothing. What up, bud? Um. Yeah. So no, no. The in fact the 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 the, S, the STROK changed changed life dramatically more than Down syndrome mm. ever would have. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like if Down syndrome seems like a difficult thing. It's nothing compared to this yeah, truck. Yeah. 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 But so, since being on the road and, like, making that decision yeah. to buy the RV, yeah. like, no. I mean, it seems like you're both kind of thriving. Yeah, no, we've had, yeah, we love our life. Well, like, what, we love our life. And, that, like, you could see it when you're around you guys as well as, like, even just, like, seeing Cole and, like, swimming in the pool yesterday. Yeah. He's, like... So many cannonballs. So happy. Mm-hmm. He's ready to jump in and, and laugh with you. And, like, you know, you yeah. join in in the fun with him, you know, and, and it's just... It, it's such a positive, good feeling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's, he's incredible, man. You're an incredible dude. You know that, Cole? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't make your head too big, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, what have the has there been any challenges on the road uh, traveling together? And like, obviously, you know, there's certain well, things that you have to 
uh, be around for. And, well, all things. Yeah. Like, he needs help in the back. I mean, everything. So, but these are all things I'm used to doing anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, I think it would be incredibly challenging for anyone else. But because I've always done it and because I was there, wow. you know, I've been with him 28 years plus every day since the big accident that... Uh, that to me it's not it's not you know yeah. what I mean and so like uh, but there's times you know like he can't he can't do you know big hikes he needs me with him all the time mm-hmm. like there's things I can't do I can't I can't go surfing and stuff because I can't be like I can't just leave him alone you know yeah. what I mean so it but it's all mm-hmm. these are all difficulties that are so not minute well and to me they're nothing because like they're yeah. you know what I'm saying it's yeah. like there's probably people who go how difficult is it to be for you guys to be in a relationship on the road? And you're like, it's not. Yeah, yeah. But to some people, relationships are very difficult. Yeah. yeah. But to you guys, it's like, no, I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. Yeah. Or having a dog on the road. People yeah. are like, oh, I can't do it. It's hard, right? And yeah. you go, no, it's we do it every day. I mean, he has brought his small challenges, but we would yeah. rather be with Paco than do right. these Paco, other things. Yeah. You know, totally. we, like you'd rather be with no. Cole yeah. than, you know, not. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. There are times I wish I could just go surfing all day. There's times I wish I could go, like, scuba diving. But I just find things that he can do. Yeah. And he can, you know, there's a, yeah. there's been a lot of things that, like, mm-hmm. from a medical and disability standpoint, would no. be impossible. But we've mm-hmm. made it possible for him. That's, That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's, he's done tandem jumps, um, multiples. You've jumped out of an you airplane? you jumped out of an airplane, Cole? Wow. Oh. Coley. Remember doing flips out of airplane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He loves it. Oh, I can see that. We only stopped doing it because I broke my back doing it. Oh, my And God. I was on the road when that Flash. happened. I, I yeah. fractured my, my vertebrae doing it. Was that from the landing? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I solo jumped, so it was just a oh. mistake I made. Gotcha. But like, was that like your first solo jump? No, or you'd done no. Like it a was bunch? like my fourth jump that that oh. day. In oh, fact. my God. But um, no, and I just, it was just operator error, and I came down. Too fast. Yeah, too yeah, fast. Right on my yeah. back, dude. And uh, um, but otherwise, he would have he would have done more jumps. He was Something watching done. me get certified. He was getting pissed yeah. that he couldn't do it. Yep. He's like, I want to be certified. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend like just yeah. watching him on the the tarmac. You know, like sitting on a couch on the tarmac right where we take off. Right. And going over and over and over. Me just jumping and landing, jumping and landing. And then he was like, I finally what it was that I took his little sister for her 18th birthday. I was like, you want to do this, dude? And, you know, uh, and she's like, yeah, man. Yeah. And so I took her up, and then he saw us both outfitted, you know? Like, and on. he's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what's this all what about? Thing? Like, And I'm like, dude, let me show you on video what we're doing. Because, like, he'd never been up in a small plane before. Mm-hmm. And I, so I showed him a picture of people skydiving, and I'm like, you want to do this? And he's like, uh-huh. with daddy. With daddy. And so, uh, so I, I talked to my buddies who are yeah. instructors. And had, um, you know, and I was like, can you safely do this with him? Because he he was on blood thinners at that point. And so I'm like, he can't crash like, you know, like you can. But guys who do tandem jumps with people. They're so smooth. They're so, I mean, they have to have like, uh, is it 500 jumps? I think 500 jumps before you can even test for. uh, To be a tandem instructor. So that's that's a lot. Like that's 500 landings. Yeah. So they, so it's like risk free, and sure enough, and I was very nervous about it because, like I was saying, like one hard crash to him could be even like a even a uh, in a car. He can't ride drive in the front because if an airbag blows up, it could like cause yeah. internal bleeding that wouldn't stop because he was on um, warfarin. Blood thinners, yeah, yeah, which is a major one. So, uh, but no, they were like, yeah, yeah, definitely we can do this, and wow. so he jumped three times that week. So has he jumped three times total in his life, or it was something like either three or five? I forget. I mean, that's three to five times more than I've done. Yeah, it. yeah. And I'm kind of yeah. jealous. And it was all—it was all within like two weeks too. So he was just like, yeah, I would Loving let him go it. like once a day. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Was that? Dang. Did you like that more than swimming, Cole? Jumping yeah. out of the plane? He totally asked about yeah. it all the time. Coy, you like doing flips, skydiving, yeah. uh, airplanes? What? You want to go jump an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, I love it. You do because you're good, man. No, he loved it. He never, oh, yeah. he never hesitated. Now, he never so hesitated. today, like, uh, because of the stroke, now he can't do that at all. This or, was post. I this think. is post. This is post. Okay, so like, would he post. be allowed? Would he be able to 
do a Well, jump. but I guess you're just not doing it anymore. I haven't since I broke my back. Ah. Yeah. Just because that was yeah. brutal. We were on the road already. Like, yeah. we were literally already living on the road. So this is a question, yeah. Because really I, difficult. I think a lot of people are worried about, like, getting sick on the road or getting injured on the road. And so, like, what did that look like for you living in, were you in the RV or the bus at the RV. time? So, yeah. like, in the RV, you know, Broken what did back, that look like? Yeah. Yeah. How does this feel? So How's it work? I just stayed, I stayed uh, at an ex-girlfriend's house for, like, four yeah. days. I got, I, you know, like, yeah. I had to go to the ER and they did the x-rays and showed me what it was and all that. And there's not a lot you can do about it. Like, really? it wasn't a spinal injury. It was a spinal injury, but it wasn't a... Uh, Spinal cord injury. Mm. It was Luckily, just a fracture. Yeah. I think it was that like L, a wedge L4 fracture or something like that. I forget which one it was, but it was just a yeah, cracked yeah, the vertebrae. Okay. Yep, yep. But it, and you yeah. have to like you know it, it didn't obviously it didn't injure my spinal cord. Yeah. So in that case, with that kind of a fracture, there's nothing you can do. They just want you like on bed rest for fucking weeks, and then you yes. can't lift anything heavy for like X amount of. I think it was like like something like eight weeks. Um, and bottom line, yeah, like, it sucked. It was, like, moving around, like, a 90-year-old dude for, like, a few weeks. Oh, yeah. it was painful. Yeah. Way fucking painful. Like, I... I believe it. Yeah, it sucked, man. But, um, but I did it, you know, like, the, the thing was, was, like, my daughter had, she, she goes to college in Oregon, and she would fly, at this point, she would fly down and meet us wherever we were at, and typically travel in six-week spurts with us like twice a year Mm. this was during one of her six-week spurts and her boyfriend was coming down from oregon who'd never been to california and we had this trip planned and so i'm like all right i'm not gonna blow this off like there's nothing i can do um and so we just continued to push through it and yeah it's it sucked but it we we did it it. yeah 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 Yeah. and then i've had i've had friends i have a a good buddy um who just uh tore his Achilles tendon completely Oof. completely and it was a long heel dude he was like you know it's like a two year heel yeah. yeah and it was for like professional athletes yeah, yeah. dude yeah. And, uh, with the utmost care yeah. oh yeah they yeah. were at they were at J-Tree with us when we were all last at J-Tree okay um, oh my gosh man fucking worse with names dude I talk to them all the time they're like good friends of mine <laughs> tiny space uh, it's, it's tiny space happy place okay it's um Oh, my God, Rich and Heather. <laughs> Rich and Heather, okay. Yeah, but he went through a major heel on the road, dude. And I would, wow. like, when he was at J-Tree, he was on crutches. He was he was maybe not camped when you guys go over to our camp. He wasn't camp- They weren't camped with us. Remember there was another camp way over here? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like we were right here, you guys were right here, and over here there was a big yes. group of people. Yeah. They were there. They eventually okay. grew, joined So over. they were with the San Diego crew over there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we call them, at least. There They're was, like, like, one bus, and then... Uh, Four other, five other pro masters over there. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like we know like travels with Kayvan. He had a really bad knee injury up in Alaska last summer when they were traveling out that way, yeah, and like cut it short for them. Yeah, and, came and super back big heel. And like, I mean, all of these people are still in their rigs. Oh yeah, dude. You can. It's no different than healing. I mean, it depends on the injury, dude. But I yeah. would never. I would never tell anybody don't fucking travel because you might get injured. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, like, it, Rich, deal with the injury when it occurs. Rich then, injured his shit playing pickleball, dude. You can definitely do this anywhere. And, and like, you know, like my injury had nothing to do with my travels. It was just yeah. me doing a sport. Yeah. yeah. You know. Speaking of pickleball, we should play. I know. <laughs> it's, it's super fun, dude. <laughs> we are uh, right now, uh, just to give yeah. you guys a heads up right now, we are in La Paz and we... we met up at this RV spot and it's actually really beautiful. We've been swimming in the pool a lot and we've been just hanging out, kicking it, just catching up on good old times and new things and what's up to come for both of us. So you're going to be headed to mainland as well. And uh, what what does that look like for you? Hopefully tomorrow. We were supposed to get on the the ship yesterday. We've been in Baja. This is our fourth month in Baja and we were supposed, we were only coming out for a month. And we ended up being here four months. We got a bunch of repairs done on the bus. It's been it's yeah. been a crazy oh, wow. typical van life or typical bus life, nomadic life, uh, life. You know what I mean? Like life. where sometimes your vehicle has troubles, dude, and yeah. you end up. I've been stuck at places for weeks at a time, and now I can say I've been stuck at places for months at a time, even out of the you know in another country. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but all's well that ends well. The, the bus runs better than it ever has. But yeah, we wouldn't have even been here. No. We would have saw you at the wedding at Brittany yes. and uh, you know, Correct. Drew and Brittany's wedding. Uh, I was on my way to their wedding when it broke down the first time. And my bus is really solid, but it had a rough couple of months. What was that like, though? Like, breaking down in Mexico. Sucked. Like, that has to be one of the, like, the scariest things if you're just, yeah. like, a states person and you've yeah, never been here. Yeah, don't know your way around Mexico yet? Yeah. Dude, we know our way around now. Like, mm. I know so many rad mechanics down here. But where we broke down, you could not get parts. No one worked on diesel buses. Um, it, we were at that place for six weeks, dude. And, um... And... That sucked because we couldn't get parts there, dude. Yeah. Where was it? Finding a mechanic. That was right. It was tw- it was 30 minutes south of Laredo. Okay. Near a place called Puerto Escondido. Okay. And um, and yeah, we were we were a half hour drive from any mechanic at all, but Laredo does not have a lot of big mechanics. Mm. Not for there's like yeah. a couple of mechanic shops, but nothing for buses. Mechanic? Nothing. Well, are so, you a mechanical? No. No. Nah, definitely not, man. <laughs> Definitely not. Neither is dad. <laughs> but, um, dude, that was that was rough, dude. And, it, and we literally, we were at a hotel. We were, like, at this, like, a place like this, kind of. That we were lucky enough to limp it to it. Wow. And Mexican, the Mexican culture down here is so much more convenient in a lot of ways than America. Like, um, like most RV places, A, wouldn't even, we don't stay at a lot of RV places at all. No. But in America, like, most of them won't even allow a bus in, A. If you went, if you broke down, like, let's say the diviest motel you can think of, like a Motel 6, and you're like, hey, dude, bottom line, I'm going to be in your parking lot for four weeks with my transmission dropped in your parking lot. How's this going to pan out? They'd be like, get a tow. Dude, they'd be like, straight up, tow it. Tow it. I don't care what it costs, you cannot be here. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. They were super cool. Isn't that incredible? Yep. Like the thought process of that. Like, if you're somebody who's never traveled down here and you just listen to the news and you just hear the stories of oh, yeah. things, right? So far. You you Nothing. you would be so mm-hmm. like uh, convoluted that mm-hmm. this could even exist here. Yeah. But meanwhile, people will literally come to you and help you. Yep. Yeah, dude. I'm mechanics out here. The, there was a couple of great mechanics who. Traveled an hour and a half, came out, and they'll just they'll straight up come out and like they'll pull your engine out in a uh, like a dirt chunk off the road. Well, and part like, of it was on the side of it. Yeah, my street. transmission was literally in gravel like this, like you know, and and that's without like jacks and shit, dude. Like these guys are incredible, man. Like um, so, and it's like anywhere though. Like you know, mechanics can be hit and miss here as well as up down there. But I mean, up in the states. But dude, up in the states, man, I hate to say it. Mechanics still cost you an arm and a leg. They won't do it here. They won't do it there. They can't do this. You know. They won't touch that. Frankly, right? These guys, like, honestly, we have mechanics down here now. Yeah. So if you ever, if you're listening to this podcast and you ever break down in Mexico, hit me up. Yeah. Well, not Mexico. Yeah. Baja. Yeah. Because you're but, not breaking down in yeah. mainland. Not yet. Not yet. But dude, but like. Uh, yeah, but yeah. if you ever break down in Baja, like, straight yeah. up, I've already done the homework for you, man. Yeah, like, awesome. it was a lot of trial and error, but, like, now I feel like, especially if you're in anywhere in Baja, sir, like, the guys I know will actually come out, you can be on the beach, and they will straight up come and swap a whole transmission, a whole engine for you, whatever. It's wild. And they can do it. So we will put the information that you need to get in touch with Nelson in the show notes. Yeah. But if not, you can hit us up on Instagram and yeah. we'll just literally send you his link right over and yeah. to help you out if you get stuck here. Don't just be shooting 100 messages at the guy. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're ever in trouble, shoot a message. Because, yeah. dude, like it took it took like two months of trial and error yeah. to find these guys. But now that we found them, man, like I straight up send anybody to her yeah. with straight you know with complete confidence yeah. so, well I awesome. love that you said that like send me the message because I feel like that's a little yeah. like very much of the like caravan culture the van yeah. life nomad culture like especially if you've been on the road for a long time you're like these people are my family and if you've got yeah. a problem I'm gonna help you right you know like when you're caravanning right. with people right. and somebody breaks right. down or somebody's right. stuck you're not just gonna leave them at the side of the road yeah like, dude, like straight up earlier today. Well, I'll give you an example of this. Did you guys check your Instagram messages? No. Okay. No. <laughs> so we were all talking about, what, it, what do you call it? We were talking about uh, Skylink. 
Yes, yeah. Starnet. Starlink. 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 Oh, right? I said we all. You said, said Skynet. The wrong thing. <laughs> it's definitely Skynet, guys. Yeah. Be careful. Okay. This so, is a conspiracy Sky, podcast. Okay. No. So check it out. So uh, weeks ago, I was talking to somebody in Mexico about their new Starlink. Starlink. Yeah. Uh, Starlink, right? Uh-huh. And so I messaged them at two thirty-four. I said, <clears throat> and these are guys I just met on the road. I said, hey. Hey guys, I'm remembering. Am I remembering correctly that you had your Starlink system ordered and delivered in Mexico? And they messaged back this like really comprehensive, like informative message to me. Mm-hmm. And then you forwarded it to us, right? I forwarded both those messages right to you guys. Selected that. So I just I taped it, taped it, sent it to you guys. Perfect. So like, yeah, that was someone helping me. Send message, send info to you guys. Right. Yeah, and that is rad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like, mean, I feel like we've always like our DM box is always open. Anybody yeah. asks us anything? Yeah. yeah. Call those people today. Which people? Remember, you were supposed to have a phone call with those two people. Oh, they. What happened was, is they were supposed to hit us up in the morning. And I, then I said, well, I don't have much time at the moment because we were still had to do all of the edits and stuff. So I was like, here's my window. Gave them a window. They missed the window, but. I'll give him an opportunity yeah, sure, to sure. chat again, you know, tomorrow, you know? Well, and that's the thing is, like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, and that's what I would tell new people on the road, too. I'd go, if you go to these gatherings, you're going to find out, you're going to learn more in that gathering just hit and miss. And you might hear 20 opinions. Sure. And quite frankly, they mm-hmm. might all be different, mm-hmm. and 18 of them are correct. Yeah. Somehow, for yeah. those individuals. But you will, like, f- you'll filter through what you think is right. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um... But yeah, you'll you'll meet more just through people learning through trial and error. So it's not like I know shit about Starlink, right. but I just happened to meet somebody and had a conversation who does know about shit it. about it, and so I could pass that along. So like, yeah, I think I think who you know, uh, who you meet, and if you're open and open to asking questions and sharing, you're gonna learn more on the road just from the other people out there than you ever will studying a book. I just got a DM. It said, "Hey, I saw in one of your videos that you could remove a fuse." <laughs> So nobody could steal your vehicle. I said, yeah, just remove your starter fuse. No way they will start it up. <laughs> just don't forget to put it back in. <laughs> How good is that? Hey, that's like hot tips. Like if you were shipping your van somewhere or you were like leaving something and you were like, you know. I told the guy, he went in one of the nicest vans I'd ever seen. And I told him, I said, yeah, of course, you remove your dome light fuse. Your dome light. Yeah. And then I stole his van that night. It worked out really well. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, yeah, you just leave the keys in the ignition. Yeah, I said, you take can the leave dome the keys light. in there, take the dome light fuse out, and you're golden. Good. And, and now Nelson's driving a sprinter. <laughs> That's the kind of help you can this expect from your nomad friends on the road. Leave your keys in there. That's great. That's priceless information right there. Yeah. Well, actually, very uh, <laughs> right. priceful, I guess you right. could say. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, it's amazing what the community does. We are all here for one another. Yeah. We always try to help one another in every type of way we can. Um, and I think that's, like, maybe we're changing society or a thought process. Maybe we're helping, you know, turn a key to something that maybe it will, you know, connect for other people as well because yeah. they, they just if you watch videos of people like this or if you you know simply just see them on the road and you ask them questions you'll see how open a lot of the people in the community are Yeah, you know that's one thing I've noticed and I mean obviously rightfully so there's going to be some people out there that aren't the best eggs or they're just doing the best with what they know and what they have that day and you know their best just might not be the greatest in your sense of the opinion of what's best sure. right but you know they they are trying their best. You know? Yeah. Um, and but, we're, we were broke down here. I like you know Josh and Carolyn, the Crowned and style. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They literally they're in Southern California and they were like, "What do you need, man? Oh, like yeah. we'll drive yeah. it down to you." Yeah. Because wow. getting things shipped down here is Hard. really tough. Yeah. And I was like, "Don't don't worry about it." But that those are friends who like literally 
would have literally stopped their business and yeah. drove parts down here. And that's like a long drive. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that's But they would have done they it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? If driving. you were like, I'm in a bind right. and I can't get this anywhere. Yeah. And they, like, that was an offer that we, we didn't ask. Yeah. We, that, they were just offering. Yeah. We know really Josh cool. and Carolyn really, really well. And yeah. They, we all met at the same place. Yeah. 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 And then we caravan with them for a little for while a little through while, Idaho. And they are incredible people. Yeah. And yes, they are totally that type that would, yeah. that, that don't even wait for you to ask for them. They just pop up. Oh, I could help them out. Right. Yeah. And, right. and they, they, that's what they want to do. Right. You know? And we love people like that. Yeah. And this community is full of people like that, right. which is amazing. Huh? It's amazing. Yeah. We're really fortunate to be part of such a uh, incredible community. I totally, think. dude. Yeah. I think so, man. I think we're the luckiest, dude. Like, uh, yeah, by far. Like, it is. Is I think the only thing that the other fellowship I'm a, a part of mm-hmm. is the only one that's a little bit, like, tighter. But, like, yeah, we can go anywhere. You guys know any to any state, and you got friends waiting for you. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, straight up. Yeah. That's hard to do, dude. Yeah. Like, if you're an adult and you've lived in the world for a while, like, it's hard to have friends. And also, I would say people, too. Like, you know, you go to different gatherings, mm-hmm. and uh, or you see different people, in the in, like, out in the desert during the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, like, yeah. older retirees who don't fit in with younger, hip crowds. Mm-hmm. They're, like, I would say don't. If it feels lonely sometimes, like, don't yeah. give up. Like, yeah. you have to be, A, willing to, like, reach out and say hello to people. But there are your people out there. Like, uh, I know communities, I know, like, uh, caravans who are not all young, hip, and fun. And, like, they had, they're, they're an eclectic group. And there's, like, a 65-year-old lady with a 25-year-old dude with a couple that are higher income and mm-hmm. and then um you know dreadlocked people in a bus and they're all still grouped together so like so like i've seen people who have a tougher time fitting in mm-hmm. period yeah and then also people have tougher time fitting into certain crowds that seem exclusive so if you do meet people out there that seem exclusive don't worry about it it's just not the exact fit for you but mm-hmm. there are people out there like mm-hmm. don't don't think that you're not going to yeah. fit in with people. Like, you will. You'll mm-hmm. find it. Eventually, you not will. Not everybody doesn't fit in with everybody. Yeah, yeah, everybody's not your cup of tea. Yeah, you know? and, and, and you're not everyone's cup of tea. But sure. you Correct. will find your cup of tea, and you will, and then they will also branch off, and you'll get back together, and mm-hmm. you'll find new cups. Of tea, you know. So I'm just saying, if you ever feel lonely out there, and you're like, well, I'm not feeling a sense of community, you will. Yeah, you will. it's just, just a matter of finding your, your people. Keep your mind eventually. open, arms open, say hello, and keep yeah. going to events, and you'll find yeah. people. Yeah, in the first three months of our travel, when we were doing all the mountains and stuff, we, yeah. you know, pretty much didn't run into any other van lifers that kind of felt like our community, huh. just because of the fact that we were on a mission of our own, too, at that yeah. moment, right? Yep. And also, a lot of it was on the East Coast when we were first doing it, and there's not yeah. as many van lifers or bus yeah. lifers on the East Coast. That's what I there hear. There are definitely more today yeah. than there were two or three years years ago yeah you know but it's still something where we definitely felt isolated we felt very isolated for a while and and there's nothing wrong with that uh because you know what you get to grow and find out who you are and you learn more about yourself well and i also think in those first three months on the road it was probably better that you and i were alone because there's so much that you have to learn about like how does your rig work and how does your relationship work and what are the challenges and how do we get water and do we feel comfortable sleeping here and like what is happening you know like there's so many new things every single day that like now we just take it for granted we're like oh yeah we'll find water we're not worried about it oh yeah we'll find a spot to sleep who cares but then it was stressful sorry we had to get comfortable with uncomfortability yeah sure if that makes sense like uh because not everywhere is going to be comfortable not everywhere is going to be like you know exactly where the water is or you know exactly where you know the next friend might be or whatever yeah you know and you just kind of start to get really comfortable in situations that other people would feel very uncomfortable in yeah for sure i know yeah, and you remember how we were even talking earlier, like how remember, like at first, like the idea of shitting in a bucket with cedar chips <laughs> sounded outrageous. You're yeah, like, what? You doing what? That's absurd. And now you're like, now this is like totally. You're cool. like, actually, if you like <laughs> sprinkle a little coffee right, on top, right. it smells so good. Right. When you first get on the road, you're like, what do you mean you don't shower every day? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, you know, and and now we're making TikToks about putting Kool Aid in the pee jug. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Certain flavors smell really good. No All way. Don't really? take it away. Yeah. No kidding, man. Like cherry. Finally, is great. a good purpose for Kool Aid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> our, our buddies, uh, Crux yeah. and Beta, actually told us about this trick. 
Okay. You have to get the sugar-free kind that's like you would add the sugar to it. Oh, like yeah, you were going to make no, a jug. Is, yeah. And then cherry works good. Watermelon works good. Orange works good. Orange is good. Down Great. here they have weird flavors like Jamaica. I don't know. I've never seen that. I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's y- yikama. Is it yikama? yikama. It's definitely yikama. It's, yikama. it's definitely like not Jamaica. Jamaica. Okay. Silent okay. um, yeah. But um, <laughs> grape is very bad, yeah, apparently. You just smell urine. Apparently, grape like makes it worse okay. somehow. Okay. Um, and then light flavors like lemon doesn't really like cover it. Yeah. Okay. But like. A hardcore like cherry or like orange, yeah, is like you open the pea thing and it's like an orange blossom just like exploded in your home. Yeah, it's weird. I only use a pea jug because like I have my my pea my urine diverter diverts below. Yep, and because there's three of us in the bus now, so I mean at times Crystal still goes home to Portland, but like um, it went from two of us, which thick. It's like 20 gallons, dude. It takes a long time to fill up, oh, right? Oh, yeah. But with oh, yeah. Three. three people. So now I will pee jug it just to... just to Save that. To Yes, right. And But do you guys... Have you guys ever used vinegar? Or is that just... Uh, vinegar, yeah. it doesn't seem that effective to well, me. Well, so we have, yeah. we have a uh, urine diverter that goes directly out the van for when we're in places that we can just go out. Yep, yep. And then we have... Uh, a his and her a his pee and jug her situation. Pee jug okay. situation. So, okay. like, mine is more like... You know, a mouth that's about and like a jar, two inches, three right, inches right, round, right, and then right. Alex's. Well, is like and his is also like one. handheld because sure. he stands I stand, to pee. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Whereas, like, I can't go yeah. in that. So hers is like sets down and it right. stays in place, and she doesn't have to worry about it falling over. Yeah. So it's like two separate but ones. Kool Aid, okay. Yeah. yeah. So right. the Kool Aid, she normally puts it in hers. I normally tend not to, yeah. just because I feel like yours is whatever. also smaller, and you it, like I, I dump it off. Just waft out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I. I could go for a walk and take a pee. Dude, totally. Where for Alex, it's not as easy. No, no, no. I, I like, prefer peeing outside if I can. Yeah. But, like, you yeah. know, you just can't always. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah. Well, and also, it's always easier for a dude to pee outside. Of course. Yeah. Like, even on the side of a highway, you could literally pee yeah. and, like, have no problem. Whereas I'd be, like, literally full moon ass out yep. to yeah, the right. road. If, right. you're, like, if, if you're in a situation where it's, like, forest and, like, there's a, yeah. or there's big rocks or something that you yeah, can kind yeah. of get behind, that's yeah. fine. It's easy. But when you're in, like, desert where there's nothing, yeah. it's super hard for yeah. a female. Right. You know, and compared to a male. Urine is rank, dude. Like, yeah. I thought, I always I thought know. it was two that was the worst. Yeah. But honestly, urine is right. <laughs> urine is so fucked up. It's yeah. sterile, it and I like, like the way the, it tastes. the worst. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. But then it's funny because our friends, Crux and Beta, they have a composting toilet that's literally a bucket with cedar chips. And they do both mm-hmm. in it and don't have a problem. Whoa. Yeah. Like, oh, they have a whole, like, yeah, system well, where it's, like... The paper plate on the bottom, and then they rip up all their cardboard to like absorb the, absorb liquid, the liquid, and then oh. occasionally they'll sprinkle a little bit of kitty litter on it, but only because they have a cat. Okay. And then it's like cedar chips. So no urine diverter. No. Okay. Cool. They and just do it all in the one. And then they and bag like, it up, wow. and the bag's a bit more heavy because of yeah. the liquid. Terrifying. You know, that shit breaks. <laughs> absorb <laughs> it, right? <laughs> you walk out oh, real gingerly no, with that, that on, dude. You gotta get like those like really good glad bags. Oh, you know? I'm yeah. thinking of you know like when the person goes and like swings the garbage bag <laughs> right. into the like and just splatters everywhere. Oh, that'd be so hard, yeah, man. But anyways, I feel like all of the van life conversations always Turn end up back pee. to yeah. like the toilet situation. Yeah. But so if you were talking to somebody who was brand new getting on the road, it sounds like you do all yeah. the time. Yeah. What would be kind of like your time. couple of nuggets of wisdom that you would tell somebody who was like thinking about okay. getting into like nomad living? No. Just do it. You like just yeah. straight up do it, dude. Yeah. When I got into it, I didn't even I didn't I didn't have an Instagram and I didn't watch anything online. Um uh like I would say just do it straight up like even if your shit's not finished don't worry about it like go have fun dude like you can finish that stuff if you got a bed in there and you've got a way to go like just do it like you'll figure things out later on the road anyways and um yeah so that's what I would say straight up just do it if you can hit a gathering within your first year so you can kind of like learn a lot and meet a lot of people which is really important I think um and then just do it and don't be afraid like hey, there's nothing that's going to happen to you like there's nothing that's wherever if you're afraid of leaving the city that you're comfortable with or the farm town you're comfortable with or whatever it shit ain't going anywhere you yeah. can always go back yeah you know there's no such yeah. thing as failure I know people who come out here and do this for like one year 
Uh, I know people who done it for who just do it for three month increments. They don't like live out here. They just do it for getaway. Um, and so just try it. And if and if it ain't for you, it's cool too. Like at least you had a great experience, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, and there's and it's like whatever you think is difficult, it's not. I I still remember like crossing the United States seemed like crazy far. And the more you do it, the more you're like, wow, it's like really a small country. It's yeah. a big country, but if you're just, you know, you, you can drive across the country at two hours a day just in a handful of weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And two uh, hours a day is not a lot like of driving. No, no. Weeks. So I'm yeah. saying it's yeah. like, you just keep going two hours a day. And I think all of we sudden, did the weeks, whole country in like five days right. one time. Because right. we had to like crush to get back for yeah. an event. So, and we were just like, all right, we're doing it. Right. So if it seems, if it seems far, yeah, it seems, if, if things seem hard, scary or whatever, trust me, you do them, there will be a day where yeah. you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember how that felt awkward or that felt scary or that felt hard or far and it, it won't. Yeah. And so I would just say, yeah. So I'd say, even if you're just like, dude, all I got is a pickup yeah. and no build out back. It's like throw an inflatable back there. That's Go to it. a gathering, dude. Like throw a, throw a cooler and inflatable back there and okay. see if this kind of adventure is for you. You mm-hmm. don't need yeah. like a rad van. You don't need a rad bus. You don't need anything. You nice. can just try it. And like, like I, you know, life is short, man. So mm-hmm. if it sounds fun, True. give it a shot, dude. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like I may not do this forever. I don't know. Yeah. I've had other lives that I liked very much, right? And I can currently say I like yeah. this life I have right now the most. That's awesome. But that also tells me that I may have another life coming soon here Ooh. or later. Ooh, I'm I so will, excited for that, your that, next that, like that challenges. I will say, that I will say, wow, I like this the best. Yeah. yeah. So as much as I like this, it also shows me that it may change and I might like yeah. something else the best next time. And I think the reason why that happens is because you have that just do it mentality. You're yeah. having this mentality of like, if there's something that you, you're seeking that you want, you're, yeah. go, you're going to go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, straight up. Like, in and... And it doesn't have to cost... It can cost a lot of money or it can cost a little money. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with doing it either way. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in having a shitload of money and doing it that way. And there's no shame in also if you're like... Let's say you're you're in retirement age and you're on Social Security and you're like, I can't do this for 900 months. You probably can. It's probably tougher than some people have it. But you just like... I know this. Like when I have to spend a lot on repairs and all of a sudden like my my income looks tighter than I thought... Just travel less mm-hmm. and it's fine yep you know what i mean like you know like literally you can just you can go spend a month outside of sedona people pay a lot of money to go to sedona mm-hmm. you can just go live there for a month for almost nothing just for the cost yeah, of like, like groceries 10 minutes outside of it yes oh i right. heard they're shutting that place down i know but that's that but but either way there's a thousand Sedonas oh, out there there's but literally also, the entire country of blm and forestry land there and yeah, now there's yes. so many apps that you can use to right. find these free places right. and like it's not complicated you can come down to baja i, I don't think that's Oh my god! I don't think that they're fully shutting it down. I think that they're going they're to have some it. type of reservation or like not a reservation, but like if you're the 55th rig, that's it. And I think and then somebody will probably monitor it. My friends were out there this year, and they said that they they're, they're basically they were already starting to do this, but spots. they're starting to plow. So you can't just go. You only there will only be a limited amount of spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like they'll start like it's like a snowplow for dirt. Right. So you can't go off the road and just park wherever you want to. Gotcha. Right. But like you were saying, like there's a thousand different Sedona's out there. Correct. Sedona's great, but like there's many there's, beautiful there's a thousand places. other Sedona's out yeah. there. And you, like you said, there's many other countries. There's many yeah. like, like so many options. Right. I think a lot of people are afraid of Mexico, but like. It's We've been, been loving it down yeah, here. Dope, and the cost of living down here is so much less expensive. Yeah. So, you know, if you're somebody who's on that tight budget, like yeah. that might be kind of like the move. Yeah. And I will say, uh, Nike, we're waiting for our sponsorship because everybody says, just do it. <laughs> and, uh, so we're looking <laughs> for the or money. Or the lawsuit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you let us know. Hit us up in our DMs. I did not say just do it. <laughs> did I? You Maybe did. I did. Yeah. Every, every, a lot of people. Just kidding. I'm loving it. TM, TM, TM. Everybody's going to think that we're sellouts because right, we're, we're right. shouting this out right now. But uh, I don't think any of us drink Pepsi no, or, or eat McDonald's yeah. or no, wear even Nike. Yeah. No, no, I specifically won't wear Nike. Yeah, yeah. But 
you know. For other reasons. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, we dude, appreciate thanks, you guys. guys. It's always a pleasure being around you. Like, seriously, we, we love being able to hang out with yeah. you. Yeah. And we can't wait for the next time since tomorrow. Today, Tonight's our last night together. Yeah, yeah. I should so, be shipping out literally tomorrow. Oh, so, yeah, that's so exciting. We'll probably see you in like on, a year. On the bus. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe more. We'll probably, I don't, are you guys going to be up in Oregon this year? No. I mean, we're going. No. We're, oh, that's we're, right. Not no, we're going to Panama. We might see you on the way up from Panama on our way down. Yeah, cool. that would really be sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like this winter That'd time. Cool. But no, it's always good seeing you guys. Yeah, likewise. Seriously. <laughs> we'll end it here. I absolutely love hanging out with them and love getting an opportunity to talk to them. I'm really looking forward to their travels into mainland Mexico as well. Uh, if you haven't followed them yet, make sure to do so. Nelson doesn't post much on Instagram, but if you ever need any advice or anything, he's a great person to go to. Yeah, for sure. We always enjoy our time with them, and it's so good to be able to connect. I feel like whenever we're with them, we're just chatting and laughing, and like, yeah. you know, if this conversation on the podcast is any indication, that's kind of how all of our conversations with them roll. Um, so it's always a good time hanging out with the boys from Interview with the Trampire. Yeah, and I think it was just amazing getting to know their situation, you know, from... The beginning of their van life, you know, start to COVID on the road to everything, just in general, their experience here in Baja, you know, with Mexico being such a scary subject for a lot of people coming down here, you know, if if their adventure down here shows anything, it's that the, this place is extremely safe and the opportunity is endless when it comes to like getting to do and like live like a very free life uh, in van life down here. Totally. So if you are digging this podcast, be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast, just like Total FNA Fan did. What? I know, right? So they left a review, five stars, of course. They Wait, say before you go on, they their name is Total FNA Fan? Yeah. Whoa, that's so cool. I know, <laughs> I love that. right? So they say, this is brilliant, honest, fun, entertaining, and insightful all at the same time. Have watched their YouTube channel for quite a while and have enjoyed that content as well. Both of these helped with the little truck camper build and adventure that I have just returned from. Whoa. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. No problem. That's amazing that we've helped out. And that's all we really want to do with all the information that we're giving to you guys here on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, and everywhere else that we throw out information. We're just trying to help your experience living life to the fullest and just having the best time that you possibly can. Yeah, so if there's any topics that you want us to cover here on FNA Van Life, the podcast, or even on the YouTube channel, our DMs are always open. You can find us on Instagram at FNA Van Life and just drop us a line. We're checking that all the time. So we're happy to make this podcast for you about what you want to hear and the questions that you want answered. And speaking of topics, next week's podcast is going to be all about van life news and this is where we talk about what's current in the news about van life and we either tear it down and tear it apart and like make you realize that that's not actually about van life and it's more just like an opinion based on somebody that hasn't actually lived van life in any type of way or we actually like you know clap for people and get really excited for different people that are living their best lives out here on the road so definitely make sure to check that out and if you want the full podcast you're definitely gonna have to join the patreon the patreon is a way to help support us uh continue to allow us to make these podcasts and also just live life on the road to the fullest and we really appreciate all the support that all you guys give to us it's amazing and we are so thankful absolutely with that, we hope that you all have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right, all that.